1: of what uh, we bring to the table.
0: Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the full court press.
2: Gross, gross, yes! yes. Touchdown! Did get it?
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you also. Full Court Press text line. Great way to interact with the show. Love to get the uh, input, questions, comments from you, the listener. 435-339-0321. That's how you text in. And, uh, you know, it's fun because sometimes you alert us to things that we're not aware of, like this crazy tennis match that went for five hours and 45 minutes in Australia. Uh, but if you have questions or comments, feel free to text in. A couple different things we're going to uh, get into this hour. Utah State, getting ready for San Jose State tomorrow, 4 o'clock in the Spectrum. And uh, reminder, KVNU game day coverage will begin at 3 on 102.1 FM, 610 AM with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. And then as soon as the game is over, they'll be back on the air again with KVNU Aggie Call and uh, taking your calls and your texts to break down what happened in the spectrum. So um, a couple of different things we want to get into just yet. What does the San Jose State team look like? Uh, What else is going on throughout the Mountain West this weekend? And the uh, NFL, they've got their playoff games going on this weekend also. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening uh, this weekend. Um, And uh, love to hear from you on those topics. But um, let's... Let's first get into Utah State and and uh, San Jose. Well, well, actually, before we do that, because that's tomorrow. There is a Mountain West game tonight on the schedule, and it's a big one because you've got Boise State, who's really on a on a roll, and uh, they're going to be at New Mexico, and that game is going to be at nine o'clock tonight on FS1. So a late night tip off in Albuquerque, but New Mexico is favored by two and a half. And I'll be honest, that surprises me a little bit based on how Boise's playing right now. And not that New Mexico is playing poorly, but this uh, Boise State team is, is really on a roll right now.
2: Yeah, the Arns, this is the best time for Boise State to be taking on New Mexico. But, I mean, New Mexico is 17-2. and They've only lost one game of home this year, and that was, you could call that a fluke loss to UNLV. But they're, they're a great team. They know how to play very well, and they're very, very capable of winning this game. Boise State's going to have to keep playing their best to win this game at the pit. We'll see if that's possible. I don't know how many of you are going to be awake at 9 o'clock when this game tips off. But if you want to watch it, it's on TV. <laughs> should be a good game. might be worth staying up for.
3: Yeah. Um, yep. This is... Uh now Boise, they have they've won what five in a row coming into this one. After they lost their their conference opener at Nevada, they've won every other game since then. Um, they barely got past San Jose, which is interesting to note because you know, San Jose comes to town here, but they beat San Jose by three. They dominate USU. They dominate at UNLV. They dominate at Wyoming. They beat Nevada in the rematch by double digits. So this Boise State team is really on a roll.
2: Yeah, the first two games, they were kind of underwhelming. You know, losing to Nevada and then barely beating San Jose State at home. But, yeah, the last four games, they've just been dominant. Their smallest margin of victory in the last four games is 15 points. So, yeah, they've been doing all right. <laughs> So, there, again, it's this this a great time for them to be going to New Mexico because they're playing their best basketball of the season probably. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that game because that will impact the standings because if they lose, then San, San Diego State goes to the top of the standings or stands alone of the standings, I guess. Right, yep. Because both them and Boise State are 5-1, and one, so they'd, they'd fall. So we'll see. And then Utah State's going to face San Diego State next week, so. Those aren't necessarily related. (laughs) Boise State playing New Mexico and Utah State playing at San Diego State. But some games to keep an eye on for teams that are ahead of Utah State in the standings at the moment.
3: Yeah, because this New Mexico team uh, barely got past Wyoming, and we know Wyoming's had a a fair number of injuries. Then they lose to Fresno and UNLV. Those were both pretty close games. They have an odd non-conference game thrown in there. In the middle of conference play, they played Oral Roberts. I think that was a makeup game from earlier, wasn't it? it must have been. Uh, then they go on the road and beat the Aztecs and give them their lone loss, and um, and you know beat them by nine points, and then they beat San Jose by twenty. So New Mexico's kind of an odd, you know, back and forth team. Solid season. A few few games that have been kind of head scratchers, but then kind of reasserting themselves here recently. Yeah, so in a
2: way, they're back to playing well because they started off the conference season a little shaky. They did beat, beat up on Colorado State Star Wars, but then you mentioned, you know, barely win at Wyoming, two straight losses, but then you know the seven-point win over Oral Roberts, a good Oral Roberts team, and then the two impressive wins in their most recent games. So they're rounding into form themselves. So this is why it's a this is a big matchup. We'll hope it's a good game, but it is a big matchup with two teams that at least for their last three or four games, have been playing some of their best basketball, or at least close to the best basketball they can play for this season.
3: Yeah, and so that's um, you know that's tonight. That's a lone Mountain West game on the schedule this evening, nine o'clock on FS1. The game is in uh, in Albuquerque that New Mexico, but for Utah State, they'll take on San Jose State tomorrow, and the uh, the Spartans. Looked like a you know pretty decent start of the year considering this is a team that traditionally has kind of struggled a little bit. Um, but um, you know, Coach Miles, I, I, I've been a fan of his for a while just watching what he did at Colorado State and then he went to Nebraska with some varying degrees of success there. But he's trying to re- rehabilitate San Jose into be a better basketball program. And once they got into conference play, they started off with an overtime victory over UNLV. Uh, they went to the road, went on the road, and beat the Rams. Uh, but then, as we mentioned earlier, in the, the uh, uh, Boise State beat them by just a, a bucket, you know, sixty-seven to sixty-four. And they get blown out by Nevada. They they beat Fresno State by ten, and then they lose to New Mexico by twenty points. So this has kind of been a yo-yo season for San Jose in conference play. Yeah,
2: this is a program that's been in the single-digit win column for like five straight years coming into this year. They've now broken that with the 12 wins they have. But, yeah, uh, Miles has has turned around teams before. You know, Colorado State, the first couple years Miles was there at Colorado State, they only had single-digit wins, ends with a 20-win season. So we'll see how real San Jose State's turnaround is this year because they have started to struggle a little bit. Last couple of games, but you know twelve and seventeen that's better than they normally do. That's like twice as many wins as they normally get, but yeah, three losses in their last four games granted they've they you know they've played Boise State, Nevada, and New Mexico in three of those last four games, but they also got blown out by like twenty by two of those teams.
3: yes, <laughs> so yeah. we'll
2: see and since it's going to be at you know Utah State you know Utah state is very capable of blowing out San Jose state if they play well but that's an if
3: and this looks like a team that um, you know Amari Moore he's their uh, he's their guard um, he's their their top scorer about six 15 and a half 16 points a game uh, just under 5 rebounds 5 assists per game so kind of a well-rounded guard in how he plays the game and, and approaches the game but uh, he's getting some help um, kind of some balanced scoring after him, um, with uh, Alvaro Cardenas on the guard line, just averaging just under ten points a game. Uh, Sage Torbert, the third, nine points per game. Uh, he's a forward, so you've got a couple different players and contributors that uh, that are affecting the Spartans and in, in not just focusing on one specific area on the court. Yeah, and they have some really tall
2: players. They have a starting lineup where. All but one player in their starting lineup is six foot six or taller. They play with some length, and Moore is obviously, you know, he's six foot six. He's a long wing. He's not necessarily bulky. He's only listed at 190 pounds. But he's the guy that, you know, he'll get to the rim and he'll be able to finish. And he also rebounds and also passes very well, you know, for almost five assists per game. So this is going to be a well rounded guard, almost a forward in terms of his height, but with some guard, guard skills. So he'll be he'll be a tough guy to to you know keep control of, but as you mentioned, they have two other guys who can go off because it's not always the, you know, guy who's averaging thirteen points per game that goes off against you. We saw that against UNLV where Keyshawn Hall came off the bench to score nineteen points or something like that. So guys can go off that you may not expect uh, to go off on you. So it could very well be Cardenas or Tolbert, uh, the you know guard or forward who goes off on you could have a a big game, so you got to watch out for several of these guys.
3: Yeah, Tolbert. Um, you know he's averaging nine points, but he's uh, got seven and a half rebounds. Like he leads the team in rebounds, and he has the best three-point percentage shooting. Yeah, he's he can be very versatile forward, and he's the guy who
2: gets on the offensive boards as well. You know, a little over two offensive rebounds per game. There have been times where Utah State can struggle keeping guys off the offensive glass. It hasn't been a problem that's really bit them in the behind too much this year, but still giving extra possession to the opposing team, that's the, you know, formula for getting upsets. That's how UNLV nearly, you know, got Utah State in the spectrum. They gave away a bunch of extra possessions, although it was in the form of turnovers. UNLV had like a ton, like a ton more shots than Utah State did. I should have looked up the final difference in field goals, field goal attempts because you know, if he was way ahead because it's got so many turnovers, and Utah State had to be super efficient in the, you know, handful of possessions the that possessions didn't end they up. Did have, yeah. When they weren't giving the
3: ball back. So uh, Utah State comes into this one um, favored by eleven and a half, and you know the Aggies, as we've seen, have performed well following a loss, but um, have we? It's been a little bit since we've been able to see them string together a couple of successive victories all of a sudden. Uh, they've been in a position where they're um, you know, struggling to maintain success. And so that's, this is a good opportunity to start doing that with San Jose coming into town. Uh, again, 4 o'clock tip-off. And 11.5, is that, is that fair? Or do you think San Jose is going to keep it a little bit closer than that? That's a little more than I was expecting, but given the way San Jose
2: State's looked against some of the better teams in the conference, that's not unrealistic for a home game against the Spartans. So I I think Utah State's very capable of winning this game by 12, 13-plus points. And probably the only way they don't is if they shoot themselves in the foot in some major way, if they have one of those just random, just completely off games offensively, if they just shoot really poorly. Like the Weber State game. But if they shoot anywhere in the high 30s from 3 and mid-40s overall, this is a game they probably do win by at least 9 points. And the only way they don't cover that, as long as they shoot well, is garbage time, you know, comeback. Which, granted, Utah State doesn't put in their garbage time players until like 30 seconds left in a game. (laughs) So that may not even be possible either. Yeah, so really, Utah State covering really just comes down to whether or not they have a bad offensive game or not.
3: Uh, and and this is, I know we need to focus on the opponent at hand, but this is uh, you're
2: gonna look forward to San Diego State already.
3: Well, this that you've got a couple of road games next week, and they're gonna be tough places. So, this is one where they they need to uh, get back on track, uh, cut down on the turnovers. And try to get that momentum going again and f- that, that confidence flowing because next week's going to be tough. So, you know, San Jose's not to say that they're not going to be tough, but it's going to get a much harder next week.
2: So like you can make it tough
3: on yourself by, again, if you
2: shoot yourself in the foot the way they did against UNLV, like if they don't, if Utah State doesn't commit 21 turnovers against UNLV, that game ends up having a margin of like 15 points in favor of the Aggies. Of course, they kind of made me look like liars because I said that if Utah State had like, you know, 17, 18 turnovers, they'd lose. Well, they had 21 and they won. (laughs) So I look like an idiot there. But it is weird because Utah State's like 6-3 over the last like 15 years when they have at least 21 turnovers.
3: Yeah, it's bizarre.
2: So get 21 turnovers in a game and you have a 66%
3: chance of winning, guys. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Uh, 8968 texting in. San Jose is good at giving the Aggies fits, even in their best years. Yeah, there's been some times where San Jose looks like they should be a, a pushover type team, but then they'll have somebody just have a really good game. Uh, what Seneca Knight gave the Aggies fits in the past. Now you know he's transferred away. He's not part of the program anymore. But they they'll have games. They'll have moments where you think they should be this should be a walkover game where Utah State should be in control. And San Jose has different ideas and makes it tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of final score, there haven't been very many close ones in like a while. The one exception was 2018 when San Jose State beat Utah State, which was maybe the final nail in the coffin of Tim Durier's time here hmm. at Utah State. So was Knight with the team on that occasion?
3: Uh I don't think so. I think he's been more recent.
2: Cause the last so here's the last we'll we'll go all the games up until that twenty eighteen game. So last year, the Aggies beat them 75 52, 78 62, 85 52, 107 62, 94 56, 71 59. So that one was, that could have been potentially closer than the final score indicates, just a 12 point game. Uh, 103 73, 81 63, and then you get to the San Jose State win. So most of these, all of these are by double digits. Again, there's some of these, some of these could have been closer than score indicates games.
3: Maybe but, I'm just still scarred from that 2018 game. That's probably what it is. Like, and I thought when you said it, like, I feel like that might have been true, but it, it must have been
2: some of these where it's like, again, like this one 12-point game or a 13-point game last year where it's like, okay, you
3: beat them by 13, but like, did you really beat them by 13? Yeah, yeah. Some games can get out of hand that way. Um, yeah, eight nine six eight Rod Tuler's Uh, Love to lose, especially. Just going back to the Spartans. Even further, I don't know if Rod Tuller played. I guess Rod, you know, the Aggies played against San Jose back in the day in the 80s.
2: Were they like in the same conference back then? Were they in the PCAA? We're gonna look this up. Oh, they were, so they probably did play. Yeah, okay. San Jose State looked like they were at least decent back then. I can go back to some of those really old. I had a list of like every single game Utah State had played against San Juan well, I did. Now I lost the, uh, <laughs> the page I was on. It's gone now. Let's see. Let's go. Oh,
3: well. This one only goes back to 2013. What the heck? That's lame. Well, in the m- more modern era, Mountain West era, um, well since twenty thirteen it's Utah State all except for that one
2: game. One and nineteen. Or nineteen and one in favor of the Aggies. The page I was on was the San Jose State page, so it's
3: oh yeah, we've lost to him. For Utah State it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know decidedly a Utah State kind of a game. Uh series I should say. But um this is still uh, th- this is a team with a new head coach, a little bit of a new philosophy, trying to change their their trajectory, trying to change their their history a little bit, be more competitive, be more compelling, and uh, not. You know, this is Utah State has opened the door for their opponents on a couple of different occasions with sloppy play, uh, you know, turnovers, n- non. Um, Non-unforced errors, I should say, and so this is those are things that they got to continue to work on. And thank goodness they've had a little bit of time uh, this week, where they've had they able to host a game, stay here, they didn't have to travel, um, continue to work on some things uh, in their own gym, and uh, have another game before they have to hit the road uh, midweek next week. And fine tune some things before they get into you know, tough road trips at San Diego and then at Fresno. Yeah,
2: it's a nice time to have a two game homestand for the full week. Because, yeah, for all the reasons I mentioned, you get to stay home, have your practices, have your walkthroughs, have your film reviews, comfort of your own home, comfort of your own bed. And also the fact that you know, Z. Hamoda woke up sick on Tuesday. He's getting to stay at home, recover, not have to sit home. Because if they were going on a road trip and he was sick, then, well, he probably just doesn't go on the road trip and just stays home. Even if he was healthy by the time for the second game, he would have just stayed home and not played in either of those games. But it looks like he's going to have a chance to play Saturday because it seems like he's better. Cause what i see seen on Twitter is he was playing in practice. So it seems like he's better now. He's had a few days to work off whatever he got. I don't know if he got it from Eric. but
3: <laughs> I hope not. It's really yeah. annoying.
2: So it's uh. Seems like Z Himoto should play, unless there's another surprise, and I don't know if he has a second wind of getting sick, or if somebody else just randomly gets sick because maybe Z passes yeah, it on to them. Passing
3: it around, because that, that can happen. We've seen that happen before. Uh, these bugs will get passed around in a locker room, and and that can be tough. Um, so hopefully it's isolated to just Z, and hopefully he's uh, getting better, because he, he's a big contributor. I think he helps out a lot coming off the bench. And especially if you're going up against a San Jose State team that has a lot of length, you're going to need somebody with that, that length who can come off the bench and uh, be able to guard multiple positions, multiple spots on the floor.
2: Yeah, he's the guy who could come in and be the primary defender on Moore. You know, because he's got the length and Moore not being, you know, probably as much a bully ball guy, at least at only 190 pounds. Zeke can probably match up and at least not be, you know, beat in terms of strength, so he'll be able to keep up with him speed-wise and size-wise. So he could be a huge factor in slowing down more, or even somebody else. So yeah, it'll, it'll be important to have him where he's
3: probably their best wing defender. Yeah, especially coming off the bench. Um, all right, got to take a time out here in the Full Court Press. We'll talk more about Utah State, San Jose State, the uh, other games in the Mountain West coming up this weekend, how you can watch those games, what the current standings look like. And it's also NFL playoffs going on this weekend. We'll have some of those games here on the fan as uh, we continue to uh, carry those NFL playoff games headed to the Super Bowl. But uh, more of your texts as well. If you want to chime in, 435-339-0321.
1: Creating healthy habits and lifestyles begins when our families are young. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. Keep your kids active with year-round Swim America swim lessons, tennis lessons, and tumbling and trampoline lessons. Both group and private lessons are available to fit your busy schedule. Let our talented coaches teach your kids life skills and build self-confidence that will last a lifetime. Enroll online at sportsacademy.com. The Sports Academy,
3: your club, your results, your life.
1: Imagine your wedding day. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022.
2: White Pine Funeral
1: Services
0: Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress, and while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away
2: the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress.
1: We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac Automatic Standby Generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac Automatic Standby Generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac Automatic Standby Generators. Power you can count on.
0: Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
3: Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321. Uh, by the way, 8968 eight, send in a, a, a text to clarify. Uh, Rod Tuler's teams love to lose to San Jose State, especially in the PCAA tournament. This is be <laughs> brief clarification there.
2: Yeah, probably. Let's see. Can I look this up? What was Rod Tuller's? Okay, the 80s. I'm trying to remember which decade he was the coach in. So I found a history of these two teams it goes back further than 2013 and yeah it looks like rod Taylor did like to lose to the spartans lost six in a row against them oh man in the early 80s Woo. which is like one of like two times they've like ever lost two in a row to the spartans it's one of three times
3: yeah he didn't do so hot against Nemesis. the spartans jeez uh, by the way, speaking of college basketball, did you see that uh, Loyola Marymount beat did, Gonzaga last night? I did night? see
2: that. It's all over Twitter. So now Utah State has a transitive win over BYU, apparently. <laughs> that's yeah. par- that's apparently how that works.
3: Yeah, that's that's a great win for USU's net, the net rankings.
2: Yeah, like it doesn't... It'll do some for them because it, it'll boost Loyola. Obviously, nobody in the committee is going to see... The Utah State, Utah State beat Loyola and Loyola beat Gonzaga and actually consider that for Utah State, but it
3: does give them a bump. U- Utah State moved up one spot.
2: There you go. That's all you get.
3: <laughs> one spot from yesterday. They they just Cong- changed places with Nevada. Congrats, your freaking latins. So yeah, USU now is at 33 and Nevada is at 34. I'm sure, Nevada fans are happy about that.
2: We beat them by like 20. It's travesty. That's what these computer rankings are. Is they do. Uh, End up with that kind
3: of stuff. Uh, so tomorrow it's a big day throughout the Mountain West Conference. As we mentioned, there's a, it's a busy day, um, and it starts at two o'clock on FS1. Colorado State at Wyoming, the Border War. Um, Colorado State only favored by one. You know that the Rams have been struggling a bit. Wyoming struggling to be healthy, but I mean it's a pretty fair indication. This is a, a rivalry game, so it's it's a virtual pick'em game. Uh, But at 4 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, it's UNLV at Fresno State. Uh, Also at 4, USU hosting San Jose. No national broadcast of that one. And then later uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, San Diego State at Air Force. And uh, San Diego State favored by 7.5.
2: That seems a little low.
3: So like the uh, the the road teams are favored in all these games except for the USU game.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. Probably right. It makes sense considering it's Colorado State at a five and thirteen Wyoming. It's UNLV at a six and eleven Fresno State. It's San Diego State against Colorado Air Force. I don't know if Air Force is quite as good as to makes maybe the home factor because I don't think Air Force is sticking within seven, eight points of San Diego state. Like as up and coming as Air Force is right now, and it's kind of exciting to see, you know, another team in the mountain West moving up, you know, a team that's expected to be in the 300s in the net is a team that's in the top 200 in the net. So it's nice to see them actually playing well and have some exciting young players. But I don't think they're good enough to hang with San Diego
3: State, even if it's in Air Force, <laughs> at Air for at you know Colorado Springs. Uh yeah, uh, Air Force one thirty nine in the net. So yeah, it's an improvement for them. So, yeah, but that, to Air- keep it within eight. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Like, again, that's only if San Diego State takes their foot off the gas at the end. Like that's what you're betting on. Which still, never ever bet on a basketball over under. Just don't, <laughs> ever. Very, very risky. Po- like, point total over and under. Okay, I can get that. But I should say, I should specify. don't ever bet on a point spread. There's your uh, betting advice. Am I <laughs> allowed to say that on air now?
3: We Purely for entertainment purposes. Yeah, don't gamble in Utah. You can't do no, that. No, you can't do that. 8968 uh, eight, texting in. I liked seeing BYU and Gonzaga get beat by teams that the Aggies romped. I would like to see the Aggies beat them instead.
2: Yeah, that's the thing is you can get these transitive wins, you know, in the West Coast Conference and get them over byu or Gonzaga when you play a West Coast Conference lineup.
3: But yeah, what yeah, it does it was uh, Santa Clara?
2: Yeah, Santa Clara
3: beating BYU last yeah, night. I think they beat them pretty good too.
2: But if you get, you know, don't get too big for your big fear bridge cuz Utah State uh still lost to Weber State and BYU beat Weber State. So
3: Santa Clara beat BYU 83 to 76. Yeah.
2: Okay, so they didn't beat up on them good. They just beat them. They just they just did beat them. That's beat all that him. happened. That's. Yes. And is that Santa Clara, right?
3: Uh yes. Yes. San Francisco also won and Loyola Marymount won. San Diego lost. Yeah, just
2: give it up on San Diego.
3: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, it, it's what having these, you know, transitive wins does is it gives you a higher NET ranking. That's what it does. It doesn't give you the style points that can help with the human element of the selection committee, like actually beating a Gonzaga team or any other ranked team. And it doesn't give you the style points with the AP
3: voters either. No. You have to beat San Diego State at San Diego State. You have to beat Fresno at Fresno State. You have to win those higher-profile games, especially on the road. And that's been a challenge for USU. They, um, you know, in hostile environments, they're having a hard time dealing with that and stemming the tide of momentum that comes from opposing teams, which are bound to happen no matter where you go. But, um, as we saw at, uh, at Boise and at Nevada, they just really had a hard time you know, s- stopping the bleeding and let those teams just have a romp. And, uh, it was tough in late in the second half in both situations. Yeah, and at some point Utah State's got
2: to fix that if they want to you know, have a respectable record by the end of the year. Like they could, There's a path to them getting to the tournament even if they don't fix this problem, but that would basically just be winning in the conference tournament. But if you want to end this season with a solid record, be a respected team in the Mountain West, finish in the top three or four in the standings, you have to be able to now win these few road games that are left on your schedule that are going to be tough environments and tough opponents in those tough environments. And right now we haven't seen the Aggies beat anybody in a tough environment. That's a tough opponent. Like, they're, they're best away from home win, you know, I guess the, the two neutral site games against uh, San Francisco and Loyola. And they maybe say Washington State, but it's like... And, but those were neutral site games, Pretty much. So it's like, can you beat a team that's good when you're playing in their home arena against their rowdy home fans? You know, a team that is tough anyway. Can you overcome a tough team and a tough crowd? Utah State's not shown the ability to do both of those at the same time.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're really, they're true road games um, at San Diego. They, they barely won an overtime against a. Not-so-great San
2: Diego team. And at Air Force. Solid win. Nothing to complain about there. And those are honestly your only two true road games. If you really want to, you can try and throw in that San Francisco game. But even then, I don't know how well that game was attended. Yeah. And
3: it's still considered a technically a neutral site game, but... Yeah. It was in their town, in their same city. It
2: was within walking distance of their campus.
3: Yes. Short bus ride.
2: Yeah, but in... Terms in playing the Mountain West, it's like okay, you have a solid win against Air Force. Really, nothing to complain about the road performance in that one, unless you want to get really nitpicky in ways that don't really matter. But in your two other road performances, true road games in the Mountain West, you've they've looked awful, or at least awful for stretches of too long.
3: Yeah, right. They just they couldn't get it back on track. And then by then, it's those are tough to turn the tide. So tomorrow, though, it's a, it's a home one for USU. Get back on track, build that confidence, um, and uh, you know take control. like Impose their will on San Jose State and uh, get back on track. String a couple of wins together before they hit the road for a tough road trip, which they'll stay in California. They'll start on Wednesday night at San Diego State, and then Saturday they'll be at Fresno State. Um, but um, get, it's got to start on Saturday with how well they do in that matchup. Uh, another quick timeout here in the full court press more from you. We'd love to get your comments, your thoughts about the matchup tomorrow and uh, also the matchups going on in the NFL. We've got the uh, divisional playoffs taking place on Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we'll have uh, coverage of some of those games here on the fan. We'll talk about that next here on the full court press. Do you own an RV or motor home? If
1: so, you know how hard it is to get it serviced locally. Not anymore. Bull Moose RV is in their new massive location at 1850 North, 600 West in North Logan. That means they have tons of space indoors to work on your RV or motorhome. Plus, they have more room for RV inventory for you do-it-yourselfers. Bull Moose RV, recently expanded to serve you better. Bull Moose RV at 1850 North, 600 West in North Logan. Online
4: at bullmooserv.com. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you.
0: Alpine home Medical,
3: we bring wellness home.
4: Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Own a small business or a farm? You thought about solar? Listen up. A new USDA grant was announced allocating $300 million for farmers and small business owners to put in solar. That's right. The government will help you get solar installed, covering 40% of the cost. And don't forget, as a business, you can save up to 50 or 60% more with federal and state tax credits. Second Sun Solar will install your system and help with the USDA paperwork. Call Second Sun Solar today at 435-363-9917 or online at utahsolardirect.com. Cubex has extended their biggest special ever. Become a Cubex member and get your first two months for free. Then pay only $15 per month with no contract. You'll also receive the Cubex Nutritional Guide eBook for free, a $30 value. Work out at Cubex with their virtual trainers, in private, in a sanitized environment, with no concerns, distractions, or comparisons. Achieve your goals at Cubex Fitness in Logan. This offer ends January 28th, $75 cancellation via time of cancellation.
0: Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com
4: has inflation got you down this is Zach with HSA depot did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions HSA depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products taking the guesswork out of the process come to HSA depot next to sally beauty and see how much you can save HSA depot five-star review
0: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
3: Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, right now in the mountain West just looking at the standings uh, San Diego State Boise State uh, they are sitting on top um, it uh, just one loss each but um, you know the uh, then there's a bunch of teams kind of grouped after that Nevada they're at five and two New Mexico five, uh, four and two Utah State four and two. And then you got a couple of teams that have three losses, Air Force and San Jose, they're both 3 and 3. Fresno's 2 and 4, Colorado State 2 and 5, UNLV a surprising 1 and 5, and Wyoming 0 oh and 6. Now the thing with UNLV, they started out the season really hot and then they got in the conference play and just have not been the same team.
2: Yeah, who would have had so UNLV when they start the year I think either 10 and 0 or 11 0. Like by raise of hand, who would have had UNLV as second to last in the conference? Six games in.
3: Yeah, unreal.
2: Like you would have thought if they had said they were gonna be second to last early on in conference player thought, oh, they must have lost their first game. Okay, whatever. No, there's six games in and UNLV who started with like ten or eleven straight wins. Is second they're barely above Wyoming in terms of win loss. But you'd think if we said all right if UNLV plays <laughs> have they played Wyoming yet?
3: Uh no. I got a page four hundred four somehow. No, they don't. They play Wyoming next week. Yeah, but if if you thought
2: we, UNLV played Wyoming, they'd probably kill Wyoming. But they're right next to each other in the standings.
3: At the bottom. And, and that one win by UNLV was on the road. At twenty-first ranked New Mexico. Yeah, it's like it's nuts. UNLV's just a. It's been know, a just, perplexing program for a while.
2: It's like they're cursed this year. It's like, yeah, you're gonna have one of your best starts ever. And then you're going to go 1-5 and to start conference play and just not be able to beat anybody. Every single one of your tough matchups, except for the one, I guess, you're going to lose. You're going to lose at Utah State. You're going to lose to San
3: Diego State, I believe. And it's, it's everybody. Bizarre. That's nuts. So, But, again, that I mean, kind of further, further illustrates what we've talked about multiple times, just how tough it can be to win in this league. Yeah.
2: They're the, they're the ones that got eaten alive by their conference schedule. We're that maybe that was going to happen to Utah State. Utah State has mostly survived it. They've not played the toughest schedule, but they have lost like their two toughest conference games so far.
3: Yes. Uh, Also this weekend is the uh, NFL playoffs. We're getting to the divisional rounds, um, and we're going to have all those games here on the fan. Actually, we were looking at the the calendar, and all of those games will be broadcast here on the fan. So the uh, kickoff will start at 230 on Saturday, but the broadcast will begin at 2. So we'll have a 30-minute pregame for each of these games, um, or pretty much all of these games. And so uh, starting at 2 o'clock on Saturday here on the fan, we'll have the Jaguars at the Chiefs, and then the later game will be the Giants at the Eagles. Uh, so we'll have the, both of those games here on the fan on Saturday and then on Sunday uh, starting at about 12.30, the broadcast will begin for the Bengals at the Bills followed by the Cowboys at the 49ers. And uh, some, some good rivalries here in some of these games, at least some traditional teams facing each other, like the Giants and the Eagles, and then the Cowboys at the Niners. But there's a lot of attention on this Bengals and Bills game. And uh, some Bengals Cincinnati fans and organization kind of upset that this game is being played at Buffalo. And uh, instead of a, a neutral site... Because of the game that got basically canceled because of near the end of the season because of uh, Darvin Hamlin.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation, but you just roll with what you got. Like, it's an unpredictable situation. Just don't try and rock the boat too much, and try and make up all these different, you know, scenarios mm-hmm. to try and. I guess maybe they could have done neutral side. I just think it's fine. The way it is, I know Bengals fans wouldn't be happy to hear that, but it's like, okay, we're just going by the rules. Game was canceled. That means Bills get the home court or the home field. It's just how it is.
3: Yeah, and I, I'm sure that the NFL may take a uh, take some time in the off season to reevaluate because that was, you know. Uh, I'll, Unprecedented what happened there, having a game canceled late in the season that had implications for not just playoff games but home seeding, first round buys, things like that. So uh, I'm sure the NFL will take some time during this off season to reevaluate the process that they put together. But um, you're right. I mean, they they made their decision, and you just got to roll with it now. Well, what are they going to change? Are
2: they going to say we're going to play at a neutral site? But again, you're just making things more complicated than they need to be. And in such an obscenely rare case as this, then just roll with what you got. It's not broken. The, the system isn't broken. It's just it ran into an unforeseeable circumstance. Yeah, sure, one team you could say is getting screwed over here, but who's to say the Bengals would have won that game? Yeah, like, it's true. You're going on the assumption, that, okay, the Bengals would have won that game, and that would have changed something. That's the only case in which that would have changed something. So I'm fine with where it's at. There's no real need to change that. Sure, they can ad- look at it. You're going to look at it because that's what you do on the administrative side of things. See if you can find a better solution. Maybe there's a solution out there I'm just not thinking of that would work. But just roll with what you got.
3: Uh. So, yeah, again, we'll have all of those games here on the fan Saturday and Sunday with the full play-by-play. And uh, so as you're out and about, you can tune in and listen to what's going on in the NFL playoffs starting at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. uh, And the kickoff will be at 2.30. And then on Sunday, pregame coverage will begin at 12.30, kickoff at 1 for all of those games. And uh, home teams favored in all of these, as uh, you might suspect. But um, as as the games go on on the schedule, it's kind of interesting. They get progressively tighter games. Uh, the, the the widest margin is in the first one. Kansas City and, and uh, Jacksonville, Kansas City's favored by nine. Uh, Eagles and Giants, Eagles are favored by seven and a half. Bills and Bengals, Bills are favored by five and a half. And then 49ers and Cowboys, 49ers are favored by four. So as uh, we get march our way through the uh, NFL playoffs this weekend, games are allegedly... Supposed to be getting more and more competitive as we go through the uh, weekend, and yet
2: none of them are projected to be within a field goal of each other, which is a little disappointing. There's none projected to be like really good games, except for maybe the Cowboys 49ers. So it's a little disappointing. Yes, I'm worried that we're not going to have. Was the divisional round last year? that was like really good, like all four games were like amazing. I think it was the divisional round last year.
3: I think you could be right. I like We had back four games
2: that were like all within like field goal. Most of them came down to like the last possession, crazy play, and we're probably not going to get that this year. It's going to be probably a bunch of boring games. Chiefs probably end up blowing out the Jaguars. Probably Eagles blowing out the Giants. Probably the Bills blowing out the Bengals, and we might get a decent game out of Cowboys 49ers, or the Cowboys just lay an egg and the 49ers blow them out. Like, I can see all of these games ending with double-digit
3: margins. Very possible. Very possible. Uh, All right, going to take another timeout and uh, look at, uh, as we've already kind of alluded to, but another look at what's going on throughout the Mountain West this weekend and then uh, some final thoughts on the other side. This is your Mountain West basketball update with Nate
4: Crickman. San Diego State comes back to force overtime against Colorado State Wednesday night at Moby Arena, and then Lamont Butler carries the Aztecs past the finish line. Lamont,
3: fadeaway jump shot. Good!
2: Good! Lamont Butler, Aztecs by
3: 77-70.
4: The great Ted Leitner on San Diego Sports seven sixty. Butler a game-high 19 with six points in the OT period. And San Diego State wins at 82-76. Aztecs tied Top the Mountain West with Boise State at 5-1 in conference. Plus SDSU a perfect 4-0 in true road games this season. Speaking of those Broncos, they handle Nevada Tuesday night at home on a career night from senior Max Rice. Bob Beeler with the call from Learfield. Tend to shoot. Rice between the rings, dribbles into the paint. Rice defended by Foster. Turns, shoots, and hits. It's Max Rice's night. Rice, a career-high 29, Boise State over the Wolfpack 77-62, 15th win overall for the Broncos. New Mexico is right at this ship. Lobos win their third straight Tuesday, a 20-point victory over San Jose State at the pit. 62-49, Lobos by 13, outspeed smash, pulls a transition three. Oh, yeah, big shot. Lobos 65 Spartans 49. Robert Portnoy on KKOB, Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House each pour in 20. And Air Force has now ripped off a three-game win streak. Falcons get 23 from Bo Becker and knock off Wyoming, 82-74 at the Academy. Reedus has it right of the lane. Starts to back in on Oden. Throws high to Becker. A three. Got it! Bo Becker! 17 points. It's a career high. Jim Arthur from Learfield. Joe Scott's Falcons 12-7 and seven overall. The other Tuesday final, Utah State over UNLV 75-71 in Logan. And that's your Mountain West Basketball Update. I'm Nate Kreckman. It's the annual boatload of gloves clearance sale at Al's Sporting
1: Goods. Thousands of name-brand gloves from Burton, DeKine, Scott, and Gordini 50% off. That's right, 50% off. Closeouts, clearouts, discontinued models, salesman samples, thousands of gloves, and they've all got to go. Save thirty percent on winter boots from the North Face, Columbia, Sorrel, Kamek, and more. Ski goggles starting at fourteen bucks. Winter jackets from the North Face, Columbia, and Boulder Gear. You save thirty percent. It's the annual boatload of glove sale going on now at Al Sporting Goods. Every sport, every season.
0: Les Olson IT structured cabling is second to none. Tired of old and inefficient cabling? Have an upgrade or remodel planned? building a new network from the ground up? We offer the very best in low voltage cabling installation, including data, phone, fiber optic, and more. Ask us how to get your free consultation today. Less Olson IT.
3: It's never too late or too cold to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash by calling DD Auto & Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto & Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto & Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204.
0: That's 787-1204
3: today. See store for
4: details. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, President at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
0: The Aggies, jazz, high schools, even the Pee Wee's T Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, the Fan.
3: Eric Franson, and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Don't forget the girls' basketball game of the week coming up tonight. On 1077-KLZX. Also video streaming on cashvalleydaily.com. Skyview hosting Ridgeline. Big matchup in girls basketball tonight. Full coverage will be available online and on local radio. Utah State taking on San Jose State tomorrow afternoon. KVNU game day coverage will begin at 3. And go right up until tip-off at 4. And as soon as the game is over, Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, and uh, John Russell will be back on the air. Take your phone calls and your texts to break it down. And tonight, here on The Fan, Utah Jazz taking on the Brooklyn Nets. pregame at 6.50, tip-off at 7.00. So, uh, And then also on The Fan tomorrow, NFL playoff games, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. So a lot of live sports going on in our family of radio stations and online over these next few days.
2: Question, uh, will some of those NFL games end on time for the next one? Because, like, they're kind of tightly bunched together there. It's like two thirty, six fifteen. 6.15. That'll be close. I don't know. And a half hour of pregame? Might be uh, bumping into each other. They
3: might be uh, cutting it close, yeah.
2: I mean, if they they're are... They're be- national partners, so... And if they are blowouts, supposedly, then I guess those tend to go a little faster they're close games, if which th- there's usually always a close game. Like I say, I could see all these being blowouts, but like I said yesterday, one of them is just gonna be an upset just because,
3: just because,
2: just because it's the NFL playoffs, and that will happen. But I couldn't tell you which one.
3: No. Uh, yeah. So anyway, a lot of things to listen to on the on the fan uh, of these next couple of days. We'll be back at it on Monday to recap everything that happened. But um, Jason, you had a A question that you saw online that you wanted to throw out to our audience. So I thought it was dumb and then I threw it across to you while we were at break and you sat there and thought about
2: it and I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Because it was from the one, the only, the David Locke, jazz play-by-play, radio play-by-play. He basically asked, if you were a GM starting a franchise today or maybe he might have said tomorrow, but would you take... Larry Markkinen or Donovan Mitchell. And I just had to shake my head and say, David Locke, what on earth are you doing? And uh, I saw something similar today where somebody was like asking, like, would you rather have Donovan Mitchell or the, you know, all the picks and whatnot that the jazz got for him, which includes Larry Markkinen?" I was like, You guys need to understand. In the context of where things are at and where things were at. I would rather have what the Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell because they got a really nice haul. But that was in the context of Donovan Mitchell is not going to stay here long term. He's not motivated anymore to be in Utah. And so it was better for the Jazz to get the value they got out of Donovan Mitchell before things got ugly. If you throw that context out, you take Donovan Mitchell. Right. You do. Absolutely. You do not take the sum of a bunch of smaller parts and assume that they are the same worth of one player. Because if one player is worth all of that, imagine what it's like to have him on the court with four other guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's nice to have Larry Markin. It's nice to have Akbaji, It's nice to have all those guys, that, but they each take up a separate roster spot. And if they're all worth the same as Donovan Mitchell, again, what's it like to have him play alongside a bunch of other people that also only up- they could mm. take up one roster spot? Like you gotta understand, like it's not like I'm I'm enjoying Larry Market, and he's very much proved me wrong. I was downplaying, you know, his Euro League stuff and saying, Oh, he's not gonna do that here. He's doing that here, he made me look like an idiot, but you still take the superstar all NBA guy over the fringe all star forward. As good as as much as I love Larry Marketing now. He's yeah. literally my phone background. <laughs> it's a good one. And but, I hope you have a good weekend too, everybody.